0: My fear that I was unlovable came to a head when I was in a relationship with a great guy who could not and did not fall in love with me during our two-year relationship. So for two years, I was in this relationship and not once did he say he loved me. That was hard. Welcome to the Unconditionally Worthy Podcast. In this podcast, I will guide you on your journey to connect with the true source of your self-worth. Each week, we'll discuss barriers to unconditional self-worth, the connection between self-worth and relationships, self-worth practices you can apply to your life, and how to use self-worth as a foundation for living courageously. I'm your host, Dr. Adia Gooden a licensed clinical psychologist, dance enthusiast, and a dark chocolate lover who believes deeply that you are worthy unconditionally. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. So I just want to check in with you. How are you? We just passed Valentine's Day, and I know if you're anything like me, it might have been a little bit of a struggle. I spent years feeling sad and lonely on Valentine's Day and worrying leading up to Valentine's Day about whether or not I would be in a relationship or have a Valentine, and somehow I always ended up single on Valentine's Day. Even if I was in a relationship in January, it seemed to end before February 14th. Now I realize that probably was not coincidental, but anyway, it was a struggle. And so I thought that now, just after Valentine's Day, would be a great time for me to share with you the connection between self-worth and our relationship. So in this episode, you are going to hear all about that. I hope it helps you feel less alone. I hope it's uplifting and I hope you enjoy. A big part of my struggle with low self-worth was believing that I was unlovable and not worthy of love. Believing that I was unlovable caused me to desperately seek out relationships to try to prove that I was worthy and lovable. My first serious relationship started during my senior year of high school and continued during my freshman year of college. This was not quite my high school sweetheart, but was the person I took to prom. We grew up together. We went to church together. And so it felt like it was going to be a great match. Also, he was a year older than me, and he was attending college about an hour away from where I was going to go to school. So I thought it would work out perfectly. Guess what? It didn't. I probably should have listened to the advice of the nun at my all-girls Catholic high school when she advised me that I should end the relationship before starting my freshman year so I could be single and explore college fully. I secretly rolled my eyes at her and thought, what does this nun know about romantic relationships? Actually, this nun was pretty awesome, so I should have listened to her and heeded her advice, but I didn't. And so I went into freshman year feeling stressed and anxious when my boyfriend didn't want to make the hour-long drive to come visit me, when he was disengaged and seemed disinterested when I would visit him, and when he eventually broke up with me. I was crushed and heartbroken. It was so painful, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I remember working one of my jobs in the library. Thankfully, it was in a dark place in the library and I was sobbing. I could not stop crying. I look back at my little 18-year-old self and think, oh, baby girl, it's gonna be okay. But at the time, it felt life-shattering. And then, Several months later, he finally showed like a glimmer of interest in me. And it was like, (gasps) I could breathe again. And so we got back together, but he still wasn't really that interested in me. He was still sort of distracted and disinterested. And so our relationship eventually petered out the summer before my sophomore year of college. So I'd like to say that after that initial relationship, I realized that going for men who weren't emotionally available wasn't going to work. But that is not how this story goes. That was just the beginning of my pattern of pursuing relationships with guys who were not emotionally available. During most of my relationships, I would worry about the guy, whether the guy I was dating really liked me or loved me and sort of question them. And my anxiety would sort of take over and really erode any fun that there was going on in the relationship. It was not helpful. And then when I finally did end up in a relationship with a guy who was truly interested in me, I was bored. Hmm. Uh needless to say this was exhausting and continued into my early 20s. Underlying all of this relationship anxiety was my fear that I was unlovable, that I was unworthy of love, and the way to prove that I was lovable was to just get someone to love me. That was the pursuit. If I can find Someone else to love me, then maybe my worst fear isn't true. Oh, it was painful. And I spent a lot of years in that place. My fear that I was unlovable came to a head when I was in a relationship with a great guy who could not and did not fall in love with me during our two-year relationship. So for two years, I was in this relationship and not once did he say he loved me. That was hard. I faced my ultimate fear of being unlovable. And even though I thought that that could break me, right? If you had told me 10 years before that, that you're going to be in a relationship with someone who cannot fall in love with you, does not fall in love with you, I would have thought, that's it, it will break me. The reality is that facing that fear is what helped me to realize that I am lovable. I'm not saying this was easy, right? This was, this was a difficult situation. I cried a lot. I mean, it's painful, right? It's painful to love someone and know that they don't love you back. That sucks. It hurts. I had a lot of conversations about this in therapy. I talked with a lot of close friends about it. But eventually, I came to understand that my partner not falling in love with me wasn't about me being unlovable, it was about his limited capacity to love. And as painful as that experience was, it freed me from my relationship anxiety and the desperation I felt to use relationships to prove that I was worthy of love. Facing this ultimate fear freed me of it. And sometimes facing our worst fears is exactly what we need to overcome them. It was through letting go of this relationship and affirming for myself that I am lovable, that I am worthy of being loved, that I connected more deeply to my unconditional self-worth. This experience taught me that I no longer needed to search outside of myself for a partner to complete me and make me worthy. Affirming that I was lovable and worthy for myself marked a powerful transition in my journey to unconditional self-worth. I wonder if you can relate to my story at all. Have you ever tried to use a romantic relationship to help you feel worthy? Have you been crushed or heartbroken when someone left or ended a relationship with you or didn't choose you for love? Have you started a relationship with a lot of hope, only to realize that you still felt empty inside after the initial rush of infatuation wore off? If you've experienced any of these things, I want you to know that you are not alone. What I want you to take away from my story and reflecting on your own experience in relationships is that using romantic relationships to prove we are worthy doesn't work. It just doesn't. Take it from me. I have tried it time and time again. I have tested this theory, but it doesn't work. It may work for a short period of time, right? When you start that relationship and you feel chosen and you feel loved and you feel high on love. Maybe you'll feel worthy then. But eventually, our unaddressed feelings of unworthiness will re-emerge and cause anxiety and distress and stress in relationship and make it really hard to have a healthy and stable and happy relationship. Sometimes we even blame our partners for our feelings of unworthiness. Now, I will say parenthetically that if you are in an abusive relationship right abusive relationships communicate that we are unworthy and so that can certainly contribute to feelings of unworthiness and your partner is in part to blame for is responsible for evoking those feelings of unworthiness in you right so that is the case if if the relationship is abusive but in general right we can blame our partners for the void that is in us that they are not filling because it isn't possible for anyone to fill a void within us. We are the only ones who can fill the emotional voids of unworthiness. So the real way out of this exhausting cycle of seeking relationships to complete us only to be left feeling incomplete is to connect to our unconditional self-worth. I believe that you are worthy. No matter what you have done or what you have gone through, you are worthy of love. And I want to help you tap into the true internal source of your self-worth. There are a number of practices and strategies that I'm going to share on these podcast episodes to support you on your journey of connecting with your unconditional self-worth. And what I want to share with you today are some self-love practices you can engage in to remind yourself that you are worthy of love. So often we wait to have a partner who will love us in the ways that we long for. And I love the bell hooks quote. One of the best guides to how to be self-loving is to give ourselves the love we are often dreaming about receiving from others. She says, there was a time when I felt lousy about my over 40 body, saw myself as too fat, too this or too that, yet I fantasized about finding a lover who would give me the gift of being loved as I am. It's silly, isn't it, that I would dream of someone else offering to me the acceptance and affirmation I was withholding from myself. This was a moment when the maxim, you can never love anybody if you are unable to love yourself, made clear sense. And I add, do not expect to receive the love from someone else you do not give to yourself. That's a powerful quote, isn't it? And I really think that Bell Hooks is giving us a guide for how to be self-loving and transform our relationships with ourselves. So the best place to start with loving yourself is to treat yourself the way you hope a partner will treat you. This could involve indulging yourself with a delicious meal or making a nice relaxing bath and lighting beautifully scented candles for yourself. This could be making time to do things that you enjoy, giving yourself gifts and affirming wonderful things about yourself. Take some time to think about how you most prefer to receive love and then offer yourself love in these ways. It's okay if it feels a little silly at first, right? But do it anyway. When you engage in self-love, you are communicating that you are worthy of love and care. Not because you accomplished something or did something great, but just because you are you. Self-love also helps us to feel more calm and centered Because you don't feel the need to desperately seek love outside of yourself. You're not waiting to go to that favorite restaurant or go on that trip or indulge yourself in this or that way for a partner, right? You're giving yourself that now. So I put together a a worksheet with some recommendations of self-love practices. So I want you to be sure to check that out. It'll be linked in the show notes and you can grab that freebie. And I want you to commit to yourself that you are going to show yourself some love this week. Choose one thing, one thing that you will do for yourself to be self-loving. And this is great even if you are in a relationship right now, right? Even when we're in relationships, We need to show ourselves love. We need to connect to friends and other people because the idea that one person, one partner is going to complete you and fulfill all of your emotional and relational needs is extremely problematic and sets relationships up for failure. So please engage in these self-love practices, no matter if you are single or partnered or married for 40 years. So unconditional self-worth is the foundation for healthy relationships, because when we know we are worthy, we are much less likely to settle for harmful or toxic relationships. When we know we're worthy, we show up as full, complete people in our relationships to build healthy partnerships, and we don't fall into the trap of codependence that often emerges when we feel unworthy and try to use someone else to make ourselves feel complete. When we know we are worthy unconditionally, we set healthy boundaries and we maintain friendships and other interests outside of our relationships, which ultimately supports the health and longevity of our romantic relationships. For me, Knowing that I am lovable and unconditionally worthy prepared me to build a healthy relationship with my fiance. By the time we met, I was no longer desperately searching for a partner to complete me. In fact, my relationship with my fiance was the first serious relationship that I developed after I ended the relationship with my partner who never fell in love with me. And I do not think that's a coincidence. Because by that time, by the time I met my fiance, I knew I wanted a serious relationship because the idea of building a life with a partner felt exciting and wonderful, but I was also already happy and fulfilled in my life. And I was not looking for anyone to complete me. Knowing my worth helped me to enter into my current relationship with a sense of calm and confidence. I liked my fiancé a lot from the beginning, but I didn't feel like he would be my savior from loneliness. I was excited to spend time with him, but didn't feel desperately sad or disappointed when we weren't together. All of these things helped me to enter our relationship from a healthy place and made the relationship we have today possible. I know that I would not have been ready for this relationship several years prior, and that I might have ruined it with my anxiety. I want you to have healthy relationships. I want you to know deep down that you are worthy and that you are lovable. I want you to show up to your relationships with the sense that you are already complete and that you're not searching for someone to fix you or complete you. I want you to know that you are worthy and to love yourself deeply because that is what will set you up for healthy and fulfilled and joyful relationships. I hope this podcast gives you hope that this is possible for you and that you will begin to engage in the self love practices I've shared today to support you on your self worth journey. Thanks for joining me this week on the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. Make sure to visit my website, dradiagoodin.com, and subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Lastly, if you found this episode helpful and know someone who might benefit from hearing it, please share it. Thanks for listening and see you next episode. This episode was produced by Chris and Tiana and the music is by Wattaboy.